Det är verkligen enkla, smarta genvägar till att må bättre. These principles feel like these gentle giants that you have in your life with you that are there at the right time, the right moment to avoid these glucose spikes from happening and help you heal in a very friendly and easy way. So there are summaries of the science made very accessible and easy to use. If you eat the foods in that meal in a specific order, you can reduce the glucose spike of the meal by up to 75%. So without changing what the meal is, That's just enormous. by changing yeah. the order. And for a lot of people, they will say things like, oh, I have low blood sugar, I need to eat something. But having low blood sugar is not a condition that you're born with, you know, it's simply a symptom of being on this glucose roller coaster. It's not something you have to live with. Hej och välkomna till ett nytt år med din favoritpodd Hälsorevolutionen. Ja, du har hittat precis rätt podd för dig som vill leva starkt, rikt och hälsosamt. Jag heter Maria Borelius, vetenskapsjournalist och biolog och bredvid mig taram, Jag heter Karina Lundstedt, jag är producent och förläggare och i höstas så fick ni börja lära känna Jessie Inchospey, vi ska se hur hon själv uttalar ja, sitt ja. namn. Hon är fransyska men bor även i USA så att det är liksom mm. någonstans däremellan. Eh, vi har redan eh, släppt i november en, ett första avsnitt med Jessie som du gärna kan lyssna på om du inte redan har gjort det. Jessie är biokemisten som blev glucose goddess och har över en miljon följare på Instagram- hennes bok är såld till 38 länder as we speak. Det kan vara mer. Och den håller på att förändra människors liv där ute. Och mm. människors sätt att äta. Och det här har ju inspirerat dig jättemycket också, eller hur Maria? Ja, men har du, har du sett vad jag har här på armen? Du har en liten rund klisterlapp mm, ser få, ut som. Ja, få upp den här under skjortan. Ja, men gör det ont det där? Jag är ju lite nål ja, ja, det är ju en liten nål som ja. går in för att den måste ju måste ha en sensor. Och där, det är därför man sätter den i det här lagret under, på underarmen där man har lite mer fettlager. Mm. Nej, jag tycker inte det känns. Det är som en liten myra mm. sticker den ungefär. Mm. Alltså pop och sen är det klart. Mm. Man ska först ha väldigt ödmjukhet för att det här är ju en måste-verklighet för många diabetiker. Mm. Och där man måste men nu kommer det här som en möjlighet jag har ju bekostat det här själv mm. så jag har liksom inte gått före någon i någon kö nej, och nej, fått nej, någon nej, annans nej. Ja. Nej, men det är bara viktigt ja. att påpeka det ska man ha respekt för min mamma hade diabetes 2 mm. det är en sjukdom med ärftlingslag mm. jag tycker det här är väldigt spännande att mm. se och jag kan också notera att jag är mycket mer känslig för de här svängningarna än vad min man är som inte haft det här i släkten. Nej. Lite intressant. Så det Verkligen. kan vara i, i, i genetiskt på det sättet. Och jag håller ju nu på att testa en mängd olika typer av mat. Mm. Som jag brukar äta. Och hittar faktiskt alla möjliga mm. oväntade saker. Jag lär mig jättemycket. Mm. Vad tror du om det? Nej men alltså det är ju precis så som författaren Jesse också har gått till, mm. till väga. Det här utforskande sättet att skriva som både du och jag älskar. Mm. Och det kan man ju fråga sig då, ja, men hur viktigt är det här med blodsockret och hur förändrar det vår hälsa om vi mer håller koll på våra mm. glukosvärden och ser till att jämna ut kurvorna som Jesse pratar om. Och i förra avsnittet, det vill säga det förra med Jesse mm. som kom i november, 
där får du höra ännu mer om varför det är så viktigt att hålla koll på dina glukosvärden. Eller varför du kan lära dig mer om att lyssna på dig själv. Mm. Och där, där var det någonting som liksom... Om jag inte var nyfiken redan så var det liksom... Okej, okay, mm. nu pratar ja, vi du mitt, det. mitt språk. Mm. Att vi, kan, vi lär oss, vi, vi får redskap mm. att lyssna inåt. Mm. Det är, tycker jag, väldigt, väldigt coolt vad kroppen kan berätta för oss. Mm. För det är ju lite det som händer. Att mm. kroppen berättar om den går i taket eller inte, eller Precis, hur? det gör den. Och ett sånt här verktyg där man tittar in i sig själv. Som en, eller jag går ju här med min åraring också... Som tittar in i min sömn och ja. min hjärtrytm. Ja. Och man kan ju säga. Det handlar ju om att förebygga mycket sjukdom. Och det är ju inte bara diabetes. Mm. Två framförallt. Som, som drivs av de här blodsockertopparna. Utan det är ju alla de inflammatoriska sjukdomarna. Mm. Där riskerna ökar. När blodsockret är väldigt mycket svajigt. Därför att det skapar den här låggradiga inflammationen. Så att vi har hjärt- och kärlsjukdom generellt. Mm. Övervikt. Mm. Allt samma pratar man om som diabetes 3. Det vill säga ja. att det finns en blodsockerkomponent. Vissa cancerformer. Eh, vet man är känsliga för den här typen av insulintoppar. Mm. Så att mm. det här är ju ett verktyg som är långt eh, att kunna hantera sitt blodsocker. Mm. Det, det har man nytta av på väldigt många ja, sätt. Ja, och det här mm. är ju ny forskning som Jesse Inchospey har sammanställt och gjort väldigt, väldigt konkret. För det är hennes mission mm. att göra forskning tillgänglig för vanliga människor. Så hela hennes bok bygger på det här och den är då också uppdelad i tio stycken hacks eller vardagsknep mm. som vi ska borra djupare idag. Men det här med inflammation, man säger ju att... Tre av fem dödsfall i västfärden är kopplade till inflammation. Mm. Och det är siffror då från, från Harvard eh, University. Så att det är ju eh, alarmerande, verkligen. Ja, och långt innan dess så får vi ju massor med andra. Allt från rynkor till trötthet till ja. mood swings ja. till övervikt- till polycystic ovary syndrome. Alltså ja. det är en mängd olika ja. saker. Så att hon är ju ute... Och verkligen försöker förändra världshälsan ja. här på, sin, på sitt uppdrag. Och det finns otroligt många vittnesmål nu. Det är både i boken. Eh, boken eh, Glukosrevolutionen som släpps den här veckan. Med författaren Jesse in Bay som vi ska få möta här idag igen. Och eh, det, ja, det, är, det, det känns som en ynnest att få ut den här boken. Och mm. att få... Prata med Jesse om detta spännande område. Mm, och här har vi henne. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Health Revolution welcomes the glucose goddess who is transforming how we eat in a new and radical way and helping many people to find new paths to health. And right now your book Glucose Revolution, Glucose Revolutionen, is published here in Sweden by Karina's Publishing House and I have written the very positive foreword. And a couple of weeks ago we talked more in depth about glucose, glucose spikes, what they do to us. And this week we're going to go into the very radical hacks that can transform our relationship with glucose and our bodies. Tell us a little bit, Jesse, how did you create these hacks? Where do they come from? So when I first started learning about glucose, you know, I'm a scientist and I spent a lot of time going through all of the scientific papers that existed on the topic of glucose, glucose spikes, glucose for non-diabetics, why it matters. And I was fortunate to find that a lot of recent science had just come out teaching us very simple things we can do to reduce our glucose spikes, reduce physical and mental health symptoms without giving up any of the foods that we love and without doing diets and stuff like that. So what I did is I took the science and I distilled out of the scientific studies 10 core principles that to me, these principles feel like these gentle giants that you have in your life with you that are there at the right time, the right moment to avoid these glucose spikes from happening and help you heal in a very friendly and easy way. So they're summaries of the science made very accessible and easy to use. How controversial are these concepts, would you say, in the science community? Not controversial. All of the concepts that I share are based on many different studies, lots of clinical trials throughout the world. When you look at the history of, uh, of civilization, a lot of these have actually been used for a very long time, um, just culturally around the world. So they make mm. a lot of sense. The feedback that sometimes I get is like, well, we all know this. I'm like, well, actually, no, we don't know this. And it's not that obvious. So I would say um, controversialism is, is, is very low. However, impact is very high. And it's all about mm. how you package and how you explain the science. And I think my genius was taking the science and turning it into these very simple step-by-step principles. First of all, it's interesting because you don't, do not really believe in the traditional concept of calories, which mm-hmm. I find very refreshing. I haven't believed in them being the full truth for many years. How mm. did you come to that conclusion? So I first asked myself, how do, how do we measure calories? You know, where does this even come from? And so here's how calories started being measured. 
scientists would take a food, let's say, I don't know, a cookie, and they would put the cookie in a box. And then they would put this box in some water, like in a big tub of water. Then they would light the cookie on fire inside the small box, literally, and measure by how much degrees the water around the box would increase in temperature. And the temperature change of the water due to the burning of the cookie, that's how calories are measured. And that's why if you take this cookie and if you take, I don't know, a yogurt and you compare by how much degrees they increase the water around them, you may find that they're the same calories. But that's all that a calorie is. It's a measure of temperature change of water. So calories don't tell us anything about what's in that box. What is in that food? What molecules are in that food? What that food is going to do to your body? Whether that food is going to inflame you, aid you, make you gain weight, deregulate your hormones, lead to a cravings roller coaster, create acne on your face, make you more likely to be infertile, make you more likely to have diabetes. Like the calories don't tell you anything. It's like walking into a bookstore and saying, hi, I would like a 500 page book. You can't do that because two 500 page books are not at all the same. You know, they might burn in the same way and increase the temperature of water around them in the same way if they're the same size, but it doesn't tell you anything about the content. Yeah, about the hormonal response. Excellent uh, analogy. So hack one is about eating foods in the right order. And why does this order matter? So the science shows us that when you're about to have a meal, If you eat the foods in that meal in a specific order, you can reduce the glucose spike of the meal by up to 75%. So without changing what the meal is, just by changing the order, it's enormous. You reduce the impact on your body. So the correct order is vegetables first, then proteins and fats, and then starches and sugars. So starting with your vegetables is very important. And the reason this works is because in vegetables, there is this substance called fiber. Fiber is amazing. We love her. She's like a superwoman. What she does is that when you have fiber first during a meal, as fiber goes from your stomach to your upper intestine, in your upper intestine, it deploys itself onto the walls of your intestine and creates this like protective mesh, this protective barrier, this protective shield, and it stays there for a few hours. And this protective shield helps your body not absorb too much glucose from the rest of the meal or too quickly. So it reduces the speed and the amount of glucose that arrives in your bloodstream. Therefore, it reduces the glucose spike. That works if the fiber is first. If the fiber is last, it does not work like this. So that's a really easy concept and we understand the mechanisms. It makes sense culturally, you know, many countries start their meal with vegetables or used to traditionally no longer do it, but it was a traditional thing. So that's a very powerful one. Um, and if you're listening and it calls you and you find it interesting, like try it at your next meal and see how you feel. What you'll probably find is that you're eating the same food, but you're not having so much of an energy dip afterwards. 
you're not craving sweet foods two hours later, and you stay full for much longer, even though you ate the same meal. Mm. And uh, you eat slightly less too, because you kind of get full earlier on, and you feel, you know, I've had enough. Have you noticed the same thing? You know, you don't actually have to eat less. Like no, even no, if but, you but, eat, but 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 mm-hmm. not by force, just by like a feeling I'm full now. It's it's enough. Yeah, I've heard that. I don't think it happens for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think for many people, they just still want to eat the same meal. But you definitely feel much more satisfied by the meal, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And for me, the most common feedback I get is, "Oh, I don't have my afternoon craving anymore." Before I would have lunch and then two hours later I was like, oh, I want to eat like a little snack, a little something sweet. And that easily goes away when you do this. And yes, in some people it means they overall eat less, um, which is also fine, but not necessary. Hmm. So an additional way of doing this is adding a little green starter. You talked, I live in Rome, uh, the little Italian antipasti. You have several different similar things all over the world. And I love your Mexican broccoli guy in the book. (laughs) You must tell us about him. So to write Glucose Revolution, I really wanted this to be something for my community, by my community. I wanted stories of people. I wanted you know, examples of how the hacks work in practice, how people are using them around the world. That was really, really important to me. And so one story that I have in the chapter about um, starting with your veggies is the story of Gustavo, who's a wonderful man who lives in Mexico. And he understood that eating vegetables first was going to be really helpful for him, especially when he went out to dinner with his friends to the steakhouse. But he felt a bit embarrassed about going to the steakhouse with his buddies and ordering a salad first because he was like, I don't want people to think I'm doing something weird or I'm on a diet or I'm just eating salad. So what he what he devised as a trick, which is so wonderful, is that he would make himself some broccoli at home uh, with some hot sauce, you know, some roasted broccoli before going out to dinner with his friends. And because the protective mesh of fiber stays in your intestine for about two hours, he knew he was going to be protected And his glucose levels were going to be steadier by having the broccoli before he went out. And he's actually doing incredibly well. And he's so wonderful. And I love that story. But there's many more in the book. I think it's wonderful, too, because your tips around starting with the veggies and having the vegetables started will actually also increase the amount of vegetables that people eat. Absolutely. Don't you think so, too? Yeah, absolutely. It becomes, absolutely. A, and you talk about vegetable protection. I love that. It's mm-hmm. like an internal border guard, like stop. Yeah. And so you might have heard your doctor say to you, like, eat more vegetables and exercise more. But that kind of advice is very vague and most people don't know how to apply it. And to be honest, it's kind of boring. It's like, okay, more vegetables. Mm. Like, what does that mean? And when's the best time? Mm. And what yeah. kind of vegetables? And in what combination? What moment? And so from the science, we know this is the most effective, powerful time to have your vegetables. Mm. Veggies first, and then eat your regular meal, and you'll feel very different as your glucose becomes steadier. Another important first, it's also the first meal of the day. Yes, very. And if we look at breakfast in the Western world, it's a sugar feast, and you write uh, funnily about your own Nutella excursions in your childhood and your mother's, you know, case specials. And I think it'll resonate with a lot of people. Oh, yeah. So I grew up eating a Nutella crepe every morning from the moment I could eat food, solid food up until I was, you know, 16. Nutella crepe every breakfast. And then I was at school 
and it was 10 a.m. and I was exhausted. I was starving and I just really had a hard time concentrating. And I didn't realize that this was not normal because that had been my whole life. And for many people, having a sweet breakfast that creates a glucose spike, you don't even know what it's like to not have a spike for breakfast. Your day completely changes. Mm. You're not the same person anymore. Mm. So I recommend people really test this out. And the hack is have a savory instead of a sweet breakfast. So instead mm. of having something sweet in the morning, have a breakfast that's built around protein and that contains nothing sweet except whole fruit if you want. And you can have starches in there, of course, but starches and sugars should not be the main character of your breakfast. It yeah. can be there for taste. I will do some translation here for a Swedish audience. Nutella crepe, the Nutella pannkakor, uh, and also a sa- savory breakfast. It betyder en saltfrukost som är lite matigare snarare än en söt. It's interesting with this less carby breakfast because it brings a different melody to the day, doesn't it? So what will you have, for instance, when you're out traveling, you're in New York right now? I love that you said the melody. It's such a nice way to put it. It's true. And yeah. and the melody, you can almost imagine it like a, a curve, you know, of music and the glucose, glucose melody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And your glucose is different. So if you have a breakfast that keeps your glucose stable, your whole day, your glucose is going to be steadier, right? So the the sweet for breakfast creates this cravings roller coaster all day. So my favorite savory breakfast, the easiest one I have is eggs. So either, you know, I do like a couple soft boiled eggs that I bring to me, bring with me, or I have like an omelet with some feta and some tomatoes. But you can do anything and everything. You can do like a chickpea stew with tomatoes. You can do some pumpernickel bread with some smoked salmon on it. You can do a toast, you know, with pesto and ricotta and whatever. You can, if you love oats, you can definitely still have oats, but make sure that there's protein in there and fiber and fat. You can make a smoothie if it has protein powder in it. Um, You can do Greek yogurt, you know, like some full fat dairy with maybe some nut butter and some berries. I have lots of ideas of savory breakfasts in my book and you can compose your own. And once you go that route, you're not going to want to come back because your day is completely different. You feel so, so much better. And then if you love your sweet breakfast food, the best time to have those is as dessert after lunch or after dinner. That's when they're going to create the smallest glucose spike. Talking about breakfast, a lot of people are doing intermittent fasting. And it's interesting with the insulin sensitivity because we're slightly more sensitive to sugar after period of fasting. Mm-hmm. So how does this work and how could one, should one change the breakfast? We have a lot of listeners who are doing intermittent fasting and they, they write to us about this. So let's say you don't have breakfast at seven, you have breakfast, you eat something at 11 or 12 or your first meal is lunch. Mm-hmm. Should that affect what you have? So fasting is completely fine. And if it works for your body and you, it makes you feel good and it doesn't feel like a stressor on your body, that's great. Fasting is good, but how you break your fast is incredibly important, almost as important as the fasting itself. Because when you're fasted, your stomach, your body is completely empty. So anything you eat 
will very quickly go to your bloodstream. Very, very, very quickly. So it's very important that the first thing that you eat is not sweet. It's very important that the first thing you eat is salty, is savory. And if you can, start with vegetables. If you're having your first meal as lunch, start with the veggies. Make that protective mesh in your intestine so that you reduce any glucose spike. What I see often is that people fast a lot and then the first thing they eat is like a fruit juice or a fruit smoothie or, you know, some cereal or some dried fruit, like something really sweet. And then on the glucose monitor, you can see massive, massive, massive spike, very, very high spike, then big crash. And then you start the cravings roller coaster. So how you break your fast is as important as the fasting itself. So I was very interested to read because I've, I've been having like a crusade against fruit smoothies for a long time. Yeah. And I could read in your book some very good arguments against the, you know, mango, banana, super smoothie taken on a fasted stomach. And here we have been getting some excellent arguments mm-hmm. on why that can be a dessert. Yeah, maybe, and we can instead. talk about it a bit more because I, I think there's a, a misconception that if it's if it comes from fruit then it's healthy. Like that's a common belief, but it's completely wrong. And there's a few reasons for that. Like firstly, the fruit that we find today in supermarkets, they're actually not natural. The bananas, the mangoes, the oranges you see in supermarkets, they are the result of thousands of years of breeding by humans to take ancestral fruit and make them very sweet, very big, very juicy. It's like Humans created chihuahuas out of wolves by breeding them. And in the same way, we created all modern fruit. And the modern fruit today is completely different to how nature intended it. And in Glucose Revolution, I have some images comparing uh, ancestral original mm. banana with a mm. modern day banana. Same thing for peaches, etc. And you'll be shocked to see what bananas actually are supposed to look like. Much smaller, mm. much higher in fiber, much less sweet. So that's information number one. The fruit that you have today in supermarkets is not natural. However, if you want to eat something sweet, a piece of whole fruit is still the best thing to eat because whole fruit contains fiber. And as I mentioned, the fiber helps protect against glucose spike in your intestine. The problem becomes when you start denaturing fruit. When you juice it, you blend it, you dry it, you whatever then you're removing the protective fiber or you're deactivating it and you're just making this big sugar bomb. And the final thing I will say, which is fascinating, is that when you ask people, what's healthier, an orange juice or a can of Coca-Cola? Everybody will say an orange juice. But the answer is not that simple because a can of Coca-Cola is basically a beetroot juice because the sugar in the can of Coke comes from beetroot. It also comes from a plant. So if your argument is that, oh, orange juice is natural because it comes from a plant, well, Coca-Cola also is natural. It also comes from a plant. There's not one that's better. So um, let's say we want to eat carbohydrates because, uh, you know, we need energy. Let's say we want to eat oatmeal or um, potatoes and so forth. How should we eat them in the best possible way? 
So yeah, there's lots of good reasons to eat carbs. First of all, they're delicious. Second, you know, they're cheap. They're a big part of culture. Like I love my pasta. I don't want to give that up ever. <laughs> so the best thing you can do is, so use some of the hacks in the book. For example, have a veggie starter at the beginning of all of your meals, especially if you're going to have carbs in that meal. Then make sure you add some clothing to your carbs. So make sure you're adding proteins and fats to your plate of pasta Make sure you're adding, you know, other molecules to just those carbohydrates so they're not naked. That's really important to reduce the spike. Then you can also do the vinegar trick, which is having a bit of vinegar before you eat the carbs in a big glass of water. For example, you know, one tablespoon of vinegar in a big glass of water can reduce the glucose spike of a meal by up to 30%. So that's a really easy thing to do before you eat carbs. And then I would say after you eat carbs, go for a little walk. Use your muscles for 10 minutes, and that's also going to reduce the spike, reduce the consequences on your health, but still allow you to have all the pleasure from it. So what are the molecular mechanisms behind the vinegar trick? In a lot of health farms, people have been doing apple cider vinegar for a long time. So mm -hmm. are there scientific explanations for this? Yes. Yeah, so all vinegars, and it doesn't have to be apple cider, it can be any kind of vinegar, they all contain this molecule called acetic acid. And acetic acid is very cool, and it does a few things. The first thing it does is that it slows down how quickly carbs get turned into glucose in your stomach. So they slow down the digestion of the carbs, which is good, because it means the glucose molecules arrive more slowly into your bloodstream. Second, acetic acid goes to your muscles and tells your muscles to soak up, soak up more glucose, Um, as the glucose arrives in your bloodstream. And last and final effect, acetic acid goes to your cells. And in your cells, you have mitochondria. And your mitochondria are the ones responsible for energy burning. And the vinegar tells your mitochondria to burn more fat. And actually, because of this, scientists have said that vinegar is more effective at fat burning than most, you know, quote-unquote, fat burn supplements you may find on the market. So it's a really powerful thing to use. And actually, culturally, you know, vinegar has been in many cultures for a super long time. And in places mm. like in Iran, they have vinegar every day. It's just part of the culture. Mm. And in Hungary, too, they do a lot of this apple cider vinegar. Really? Yeah. yeah. My, my husband had a, a friend who lived with him for a long time, and he had two habits that were slightly shocking to all of us. A, he walked around with no underpants on him, which I thought was a bit so-so. And B, he had only one food in the fridge, which was apple cider vinegar, which he drank wow. a lot of every day. Now, this wow. was in the end of the 80s, you know, so we were like, wow, this guy is like really special. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, so let's talk about exercise because you talk about moving after you eat. From a glucose spike perspective, when is the best time to go to the gym or go for a walk? Before or after you eat something high in glucose. So one of the hacks in my book is move after eating. And the hack is after your meals, use your muscles for 10 minutes. So go for a 10-minute walk, dance in your living room, go to the gym, play with your dog, whatever. And this helps reduce the glucose spike of the meal a lot. And the reason is because your muscles, like everything in your body, needs glucose for energy. And when you contract your muscles, they need more glucose. 
And we can use this to our advantage. If we contract our muscles after a meal, the glucose from the meal, instead of staying in your bloodstream and making a big glucose spike, it will be used by your muscles for energy. So you can significantly reduce the spike and the crash that you would normally get from that meal. This is especially powerful from what my community reports to me for people who have like a food coma. So people who get really tired after meals, this hack seems to very strongly counteract that effect of the glucose dip making you tired after a meal. Mm. And so to answer your question, when's the best time to go to the gym? Mm. The best time to go to the gym is after you eat your favorite, uh, you know, sugary or starchy snack. And if you use your muscles before eating, it also is a little bit helpful because even after working out, your muscles are still repairing and still, you know, active for an hour or two after working out. You write in a very interesting way. I mean, the, the book is super interesting, but one of, one of the things I found that made me reflect was the need for the digestive system to rest um, as the period after foods, the postprandial phase, is heavy on the body and pro-inflammatory. And you have very interesting examples of people who had to eat like every 90 minutes, otherwise they would crash. You know, the blood sugar curves were going like a roller coaster. What do you think about all this snacking and, and so in the Western world? What's this a symptom of? It's a symptom of being on a glucose roller coaster. So because now we eat in a way that creates these big glucose spikes, our body expects this glucose hit constantly throughout the day. So you eat like a sweet breakfast, spike and crash. And so 90 minutes after your breakfast, like I had in school after my Nutella crepe, you're hungry again, you're starving, you need to eat something else and you reach for something starchy again and bam, you go back up and back down. And so all day, you're just continuously controlled by this system. You know, your melody is way off. Like it goes up and down and up and down. And for a lot of people, they will say things like, oh, I have low blood sugar. I need to eat something. But having low blood sugar is not a condition that you're born with. You know, it's simply a symptom of being on this glucose roller coaster. It's not something you have to live with. It's something you are creating yourself with the way that you're eating. And it's completely reversible. It's also called reactive hypoglycemia. You may have heard some people being diagnosed with mm -hmm. that. Same thing. That is just a symptom of being on the roller coaster. So because... Our food landscape is so full of starchy and sweet foods. And because when we eat these starchy and sweet foods, we start the roller coaster, many of us are stuck in this vortex of needing to eat all the time. But you can actually very easily just step off of this crazy roller coaster vortex thing by using the hacks. And it's very powerful. It can happen very quickly. And as a result, you retrain your body. And your body, instead of needing, you know, sugar every 90 minutes, all of a sudden you can burn fat for energy and you become metabolically flexible and you feel so much better. You're not controlled by your hunger. You don't have to have snacks in your purse when you go you know, to the bank. Like you're okay, you're safe and your body can take care of you and can give you energy without relying on these snacks all the time. Hmm. So if, if anyone who listens here feels they are on this roller coaster with constant snacks, when you are in Sweden, you will see there are these small buns everywhere, uh, cakes, you know, um, 
what is the best tip you can give to a person who has this need? What would you say is the one hack that is like the first path to take out of it? There's two options for the paths. And use the one that speaks to you the most. The first path is to change your breakfast. Is to go from a sweet breakfast to a savory breakfast with lots of protein in it because your breakfast controls the the starting blocks of this roller coaster for the rest of the day. But for many people, it can be difficult to change their breakfast because you know they have these habits and it feels like too much. So, if changing your breakfast feels like too much, do the veggies first hack. So for lunch and for dinner, add some vegetables at the beginning of your meal. That's very easy, and it will start slowly curbing this roller coaster. And if you can, do both. That's even better. And then go to the book and use all the other hacks to get to the next level. This is just the beginning. Hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. One of the most interesting things in your book, I think, is also the last chapter on the individual biology. You do an experiment with your friend eating cookies. Tell us what happens. So both of us were wearing g- continuous glucose monitors and we both ate the exact same food. And what we found is that I got a much bigger glucose spike than her when we were comparing our two curves. And so it got me very interested. I was like, why do our spikes look so different? What does it mean? It turns out that depending on your body, depending on how tired you are, how hydrated you are, your microbiome, what time of the month you're in, your muscle mass, like all these different factors will influence how big or how small your glucose spike looks. And because of all these variables, you cannot compare two people's curves and say, oh, you know, you're healthier than me because your curve is smaller. You cannot say that because there's way too many things coming into play. What you can say, though, is that if both me and my friend before eating, I think it was cookies and ice cream, before eating the cookies and ice cream, if we had both used one of my glucose hacks, both of our curves would have been smaller because the hacks work in everybody. And that's what's most interesting and important. And so if you're just starting out on your glucose journey, what I recommend is start with the hacks. And then if you want to go further, find a glucose monitor put it on, and then you will be able to fine-tune which foods might work best for you, for your microbiome, for your body. Um, But you don't need one to start, and that's important, because the shape of your curve is not going to tell you so much. The hacks will make you feel better, and that's the first thing you'll notice. Hmm. So you are helping a lot of people right now. What is your mission now forward? Where Where is your next goal? So right now I've been working on the glucose Instagram and the book. So it's been about, you know, a four-year journey. I want to take this message to other platforms. So I want to find other ways to share this information. Maybe it's on TV. Maybe it's doing podcasts. Maybe it's doing an online course. Maybe it's doing specific books for like, children or fertility issues or people who do fasting and like I think there's so many more avenues to go and I'm not going to stop until everybody knows this like I'm not going to stop until people say 
we know we should eat our food in the right order. This is not new. Like, we know this. It's just like drink enough water and get some vitamin D. Like, I want it to be as common and as integrated into the way we live as that. That's my goal. Can I just add uh, two questions? Mm -hmm. I'm so uh, inspired by your conversation and I'm so proud to welcome you to Stockholm next week uh, where we have uh, yeah, a lot of interesting and uh, exciting meetings. I'm very curious because you are now touring the world uh, almost because this book, The Right Sold to, is it 38 countries or is it even yes. more now? 38 yes. countries. So how do you apply your way of eating when you're on different planes and on, on uh, you know, uh, the way to an airport or to a meeting all, all the time? Because And people today are living such stressful lives, even if you're not a best-selling author. So how, how are you succeeding in living this way? Well, the good news is the hacks are easy and that if I want to have energy, feel good, like I'm obviously going to do them. It's even more important when you have a busy, stressful life because they help you. They help you cope. They help you thrive. They help you perform better. They help you just feel better. So for me, it's become just very easy. You know, I don't even mm. think about it. I don't even mm. want to not do the hacks anymore. Mm. So for example, to give you an idea, like in the morning, let's say, you know, it's a day where I have to travel to another city, another country. I will always have my savory breakfast. That's the most important thing for me because it sets you up for your whole day, especially when you're traveling and you're moving around. There's food all around you. You could have cravings on the airplane at the airport. So mm. It's extra important to keep your glucose levels steady. So I'll have, you know, my favorite omelet or some sort of other savory breakfast. Then while I'm traveling, I'll if I want to eat sweet foods, I'll always make sure to put some clothes on them, which is one of the hacks. So I will mm. never eat like sugar on an empty stomach. That's very important. And then in the evening, usually I love having like a bigger meal in the evening with some carbs and stuff. And so for that meal, I'll always make sure to have my veggie starter first, then the rest of the meal. If I'm if I'm around vinegar, uh, which thankfully is in most uh, kitchens and wherever you go, mm -hmm. I'll have a vinegar mm -hmm. drink before dinner. Mm -hmm. So I think what you find is that when you start the hacks like They, they're not challenging. They're not stressful. They don't ask you to have a lot of willpower. They're just, they just become like obviously the right thing to do and the easy thing to do and the thing that's going to help you the most. So to me, they become very simple and easy. And how has uh, the success of, of the book transformed your life? Hmm. I, I feel like I'm finally where I was supposed to be, honestly. I feel like... I'm able to use, you know, my talents of science communication, uh, uh, creativity. I'm, I'm able to use this as a service of a really good message. And of course, it's challenging, you know, when you carry something like this. But I also get to, to affect so many people's lives. And I think the biggest thing that has happened is that I'm getting more and more messages, more and more feedback from people who say, this has changed my life. This has healed my diabetes. I was able to get pregnant. Like, so it's good. It feels good. Mm -hmm. I don't know yet. I think maybe I don't have enough perspective yet because it's so recent. You know, the book came no, out only last year. It's so. happening right now. Yeah, yeah, it's happening. So let's talk in a few years and I'll tell you yeah. more. <laughs> But you are shining. I mean, yeah. you are like, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> glowing. <laughs> thank you, Karina. 
So, uh, yeah, thank you. I'm looking forward so much uh, to meet you yeah. next week. Yeah. Me too. I'm so excited. You have to take me around Stockholm and show me all the wonderful things. Absolutely. Yay. Absolutely. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ja, det var glukosgudinnan igen som alltså har skrivit boken Glukosrevolutionen som nu finns ute i bokhandeln. Och hon talar om att äta lite mindre mängd kolhydrater och att framförallt äta dem smartare ihop med fett och proteiner. Det hon kallar att klä på sina kolhydrater och att använda mer vinäger. Där vinägen fettiksyra, det som gör en sur, alltså påverkar amylaset i munnen så att glukos sprids ner långsammare och påverkar musklarnas förmåga och dammsuga upp glukoset från blodomloppet och få in det i muskulaturen där det lagras som näring till nästa promenad eller session på gymmet. Ja, hur omvandlar man den här kunskapen till mat? Eller hur? Det är ju biokemi Karina. Ja, men verkligen. Det här är ju en biokemist vi har lyssnat till. Nu. Precis. Jo, jag tänkte att vi skulle hitta ett härligt recept med senap som får bli veckans krydda. Ja, det här receptet har allt som Jesse efterlyser och är dessutom oerhört gott och enkelt att göra. Köp fyra makrillfiléer, ta en deciliter majonnäs, se gärna till att den är gjord på raps eller olivolja, alltså inte på solrosolja för rätt fettprofil. Två stora matskedar Dijon-senap och två täskedar vitvinsvinäger. Värm ett stekjärn med lite ekosmör i. Lägg ner makrillfiléerna i stekjärnet, stek skinnsidan först och sen andra sidan brukar ta ungefär 3 minuter på varje sida. Och så gör en sås, blanda senap, majonnäs, vitvinsvinäger. 
Och om du vill äta på glukosdrottningens sätt så tar du en liten grönsallad före med dressing. Mm. Och så äter du den här fisken med sin goda sås och sen dina kolhydrater. Då har man fått en riktig glukosdrottningsmåltid. Glukosrevolution, vad tror du om det? Gud vad gott det där ja, lät. Det är gott, ja. det är gott och enkelt. Mm. Mm. Du, vad har du för favorithacks här av... Eh, Ja men alltså det är ju den här extra gröna förrätten som jag tycker är så enkel att addera. Vare sig du äter hemma och jag tar lite bladspenat och gör en liten vinaigrette till. Mm. Eh, kanske om jag är hungrig redan klockan fem också mm. eller och väntar då, då tar jag med mig den till skrivbordet och så äter jag min lilla förrätt då. Smart. Och så himla gott också. Mm. Och, och sen är det ju att... Eh, Ta en promenad efter maten tror jag. Det är ju super smart mm. också. Man ångrar aldrig en promenad efter middagen. Mm. Det är så härligt att komma ut även så här års. Mm. Och få liksom se, ja men kanske lite stjärnor i bästa fall. Eller mm. ja, mm. går den där promenaden runt kvarteret. Och istället för bara sjunka ihop i soffan. Mm. Men jag tycker att det att, sen gillar jag liksom hela tilltalet i boken som är personligt men också det är möjligt för, för mm. de Noll, andra flesta att göra detta. Ja, ja. Det, är, det är verkligen enkla, smarta mm. genvägar till mm. att må bättre. Ja, och jag tycker så mycket om hennes tillåtande att det är smörgåsbordet igen. Ja. Kan det här vara något för dig? Kanske det här för dig. Mm. Men, och du då? Vilken är ja, favorit? Alltså det är väldigt intressant för att jag sa jag håller på att lära mig mycket om det här. Mm. Och jag har märkt att även ganska små mängder sött till frukost spikar mitt blodsocker mm. av även bär. Ah. Så att gå mer och mer mot, hon talar om savory breakfast, alltså en saltfrukost mm. som inte har så mycket kolhydrater alls. Mm. Utan gå mot nästan det som man skulle kalla LCHF, mm. alltså low carb high fat. Mm. Mm. Mycket ägg med fett, nötter, yoghurt, sådana grejer och massor med grönsaker. Jag mår otroligt bra vid mm. hela dagen sen. Mm. Ja, samma här. Och slipper mm. den här klockan fyra, gud allting svajar. Jag måste mm. nog ha te med honung och kanske någon mm. litet äpple även om jag äter det med mandlar och så vidare. Jag, jag bara känner liksom att jag blir som en sån här lugn örn som bara flyger mm-hmm. bara ligger så här lugn örn ja, du vill man jo, men du vet när man har vingarna ja, ut ja, ja, bara svävar. Ja, då ligger man på ja. fettförbränningen ja. och då, där mår man så jäkla bra ja. alltså, istället för att ligga i ja. det här Himalaya Nej, vi känner ju redan att den här boken har blivit en riktig snackis och det är så himla roligt att få ge ut den på mm. svenska och att du har skrivit förordet Maria och att mm. vi gör... Ja, men det gör jag med hjärtat verkligen ja, och, och huvudet. Och, och, och att vi ger ut den i samarbete med podden. Ja. Glukosrevolutionen plus hälsorevolutionen. Ska du skaffa dig en mätare nu Karina? Ja, det har jag det har inte kommit än. Men det, 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 jag är ju lite nålrädd då. Men, men jag är väldigt nyfiken på, eh, på, på detta. Jag känner ju, det ska vi ju säga när man eh, hör talas om boken så kan man ju tro att då måste man ha en, glu- en glukosmätare och det måste man Absolut ju inte alls. Inte. Utan hela boken Nej. är skriven för att liksom få med sig hennes kunskap och de bästa knepen, genvägarna i vardagen. Mm. Sen så är det ju, ja om man känner för det. Nästa liksom ja. överkurs kan man nästan kalla det ju. Och hittills, det är ju lite svårt då att få tag på, i alla fall på ett eh, någorlunda billigt sätt. De är ganska dyra än så länge, De eller är hur? ganska dyra och det är på experimentstadiet i många fall. Mm. Eh, jag ska säga det också för när jag har lagt upp det här på Instagram så har jag fått några mammor till barn med diabetes 1. Som ju är en mycket tuff sjukdom för ett barn att hantera. 
som har skrivit hur kan du gå runt med det här nu, det som våra barn har för att kämpa för sitt liv. Och jag tycker det är viktigt att säga att man har liksom den djupaste respekt för vad de här barnen och familjerna går igenom. Men det här är alltså glukosmätare som på inget sätt går ut över de här familjens hälsa. Och sen har också flera föräldrar skrivit till mig och sagt att vad bra att du populariserar det här. Nu kommer det bli ökat intresse kring de här frågorna. Minskad stigmatisering att man måste gå och mäta. Så, och vi tjänar alla oavsett på om vi har diabetes i familjen eller inte på att veta mer om vad som sker inne mm. i vår kropp mm. för det har ju varit black box ja. som Jesse pratade ja. om och det är ju det som jag också tar med mig från, från boken och det, det, det säger Jesse ofta att, det, att man ska komma i bättre kontakt med sin egen kropp lyssna ja. på sin kropp känna det här var bra ja. det här Gjorde mig trött. Det här gav mig mer energi. Lära sig förstå sin ja, individuella. Och ja. det är samma som jag går med en sån här ring som mäter min sömn. Och det finns ju människor som inte sover någonting någon gång. Men de mår ju inte bättre av att jag inte vet något om min sömn. Nej, nej, nej. Så att det nej, liksom det... är... Mm. Jag tror att vi mår alla bra av om, om det här kan göras på vettiga sätt. Sen är det ett individuellt val. För oss som är friska har man naturligtvis diabetes 1 mm. till exempel. Eller mycket svår diabetes 2 så, så är det någonting man måste göra heltid. Men mm. jag tror att den här kunskapen kommer att gynna alla. Mm. Det blir som ett tidvatten. Ja. Det kommer gynna alla ja. båtar på sikt. Ja, det är fantastiskt. Ja. Och här har vi fått många fantastiska hacks av Jessie. Och hon har ju också många diabetiker som följer hennes mm. eh, poster på Instagram. Och får mycket mm. hjälp. Ja. Tack för att du ville lyssna. Eh, har du frågor till Jesse om blodsocker eller till oss som podden hör gärna av dig. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.